Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Chelsea, and I still love true crime. And I'm David, and I still love horror movies. And welcome to Behind the Screams. This episode was originally created for our Patreon listeners as an exclusive, but since the show is on hiatus, we thought it'd be a great way to give something new to most of you. We may have references to news events that are now far in the past, and also the style of these former Patreon episodes is a little different than our regular episodes, but we hope you enjoy the show. Following the death of her husband, the heiress to the Winchester Rifle Fortune suddenly moved west and began constructing a sprawling seven-story mansion filled with doors and stairs that led nowhere. Although never confirmed, rumors spread that the mansion was being built continuously to appease the spirits of people killed by Winchester rifles, a story which infiltrated the public consciousness and became the inspiration for the 2018 movie Winchester. This is based on a true crime. I'm Chelsea, and I love true crime. And I'm David, and I love horror movies. And welcome to our December Patreon episode. Yeah, Merry, hey everybody. Merry holidays. Ho, ho, Happy ho. Christmas. Yes. If that's what you're into. Yep. <laughs> um, so uh, you might have heard on our last Patreon episode, but we picked out this movie especially for December because of the tradition to read ghost stories around Christmas time, which uh, was very prevalent in Victorian times. You might know a, a pretty famous one called The Christmas Carol. Oh, hey, I've heard of that one. Also my favorite Christmas movie, but the Muppet one specifically. Muppets are great. Yeah. Didn't we? I think we sang part of it last year. We definitely did. Yes. <laughs> We've probably done it on a couple episodes. Yeah. What can I say? Uh, so I think without further ado, we should get into our spooky Victorian ghost story. What do you think, David? Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's jump right in. Sarah Winchester was born Sarah Lockwood Party to parents Leonard and Sarah Party sometime around 1839 or 1840 in New Haven, Connecticut. Her father initially managed the city bathing house, but eventually became a successful and wealthy carpenter. He was also very progressive, rubbing shoulders with abolitionists and free thinkers, and he raised Sarah in that mold. Sarah grew up to be an excellent student and was also exceedingly pretty, earning the nickname the Belle of New Haven. On September 30th of 1862, 
Sarah married a local boy named William Wirt Winchester, or WWW. Ooh. <laughs> William was born in Baltimore, Maryland, but grew up in New Haven. It was there that his father, Oliver Winchester, founded the Winchester Repeating Arms Company in 1866, the same year that Sarah and William's only child, a baby gir- girl named Annie, died in infancy. The company had a circuitous route into existence. The first repeating rifle was invented in 1848 by Walter Hunt. The model was improved by Smith & Wesson, and in 1855, they started the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company. Their largest staking holder, or stockholder, was Oliver Winchester, who was at the time in the clothing manufacturing business. The Volcanic Rifle was not very successful, and the company became insolvent at the end of 1856. Oliver and a business partner purchased what remained of the company and reorganized it as the New Haven Arms Company. Benjamin Henry, working for the New Haven Arms Company, developed a much-improved rifle in 1860. This rifle was manufactured in considerable numbers and used by Union soldiers during the Civil War. So Benjamin Henry did not feel that he was adequately compensated for his invention, and in 1866, he attempted to stage a coup and take ownership over the company. To forestall this action, Oliver once again reorganized and renamed the company, this time calling it the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Oliver also took the designs of the Henry rifle and modified them, improving the magazine and adding a wooden forend. This was the first Winchester rifle. The company became extremely successful, with many future rifle models finding their market. Oliver died in December of 1880, leaving the company to his son William. Just four months later, though, William died of tuberculosis. He was just 43 years old. With his death, Sarah inherited an estate worth $20 million, the equivalent of more than $500 million today, as well as 50% holding in the Winchester Company, which paid her a daily income of $1,000, which is equivalent to $25,000 today, which is insane. Even getting $1,000 a day would be crazy. So um, very wealthy, lots and lots of money. So three years later in 1884, Sarah purchased an unfinished farmhouse in Santa Clara Valley, across the country in California. Almost immediately, she began round-the-clock construction on the house, transforming it to a seven-story mansion. She never consulted an architect on the project, instead overseeing the planning and construction herself. As a result, the house is full of oddities, such as doors and stairs which go nowhere, and rooms with windows that overlook other rooms. Well, although it was never confirmed, rumors spread in the tabloids that, after the deaths of her daughter and husband, Sarah visited a medium in Boston who told her that she should travel west and build a home there and continuously to appease the spirits of the people killed by Winchester rifles. The idea that construction never stopped persisted. However, Sarah's biographer dismissed the idea, saying that she routinely dismissed workers for months at a time so she could rest. It did seem that uh, while they were working, though, they worked day and night. There was also a seance room in the house where Sarah was rumored to converse with the spirits about the plans for the house. Not everyone believes that the construction was motivated by supernatural beliefs. 
Winchester Mystery House historian Janin Bomi said that she believes Sarah undertook the project because it reminded her of happy times with her husband when they built their home in New Haven together. She also believed the construction could have been Sarah's way of being philanthropic by using her vast wealth to employ the San Jose community. In addition to the construction team that was constantly present, she had 18 servants and 18 gardeners. On April 18th, the 1906 San Francisco earthquake struck Northern California. The quake was a magnitude 7.9, and it destroyed over 50% of the city and killed up to 3,000 people. Although the house survived the earthquake due to its floating foundation, top three floors, yeah. the top three floors caved in and were never rebuilt. Several other rooms which were destroyed were simply cordoned off. Although Sarah was safe, she was stuck in her bedroom and had to be dug out by staff. On September 5th, 1922, Sarah Winchester died in her sleep of heart failure. Construction on the house stopped so suddenly that nails were supposedly left half-nailed into the walls. Although services were held for her in Palo Alto, she was buried next to her husband and child in New Haven. In her will, she left all of her belongings to her niece, but made no mention of the house. Apparently, due to its odd construction and the earthquake damage, appraisers considered the house to be worthless. After being emptied, it was sold at auction to a local investor for $135,000. They leased the house to John and Mamie Brown, who eventually purchased it. Just four months after Sarah's death, the Browns started offering tours to the public. Their descendants still own the home, and they still offer tours. Although smaller than it was prior to the earthquake, the house is still remarkably large, with 950 doors 10,000 windows, 40 stairways, 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, six kitchens, and three elevators. Wow. Yeah, the exact number of rooms is unknown. Multiple people have tried to count, and they always seem to get a different number. Ooh, kind of spooky. Ooh, it is. But it, it seems to be around 160 rooms, which is massive. All right. Uh, so the house itself is around 24,000 square feet. Uh, the number 13, which carried spiritual significance for Sarah, is integrated throughout the house, which has many 13-paned windows, 13-paneled ceilings, as well as 13-step staircases. New rooms are also still being discovered, most recently in 2016, when a still-furnished room was found in the attic. The ghosts of the Winchester house have also supposedly outlived Sarah, the house is considered to be one of the most haunted in America, which is interesting to me because, you know, the idea that it was built by ghosts was technically never confirmed. Um, you know, it's it's a rumor. Uh, but tour guides have talked about um, while walking around on the third floor, hearing footsteps and hearing disembodied voices whisper their names. Visitors have also claimed to see a wheelbarrow ghost which wears white overalls and appears to be working in the basement of the home. Also, once Harry Houdini put on a midnight seance at the house to disprove the existence of ghosts and apparently left not being able to say that the spirits didn't exist. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, Merry Ooh. Christmas. Um, <laughs> so that is the, the story of the Winchester house and of Sarah Winchester. 
of course her legacy lives on in uh, maybe they're like her great great grandsons sam and dean winchester oh wait (laughs) that's a supernatural reference i've talked about that a lot on the show (laughs) um so in in terms of the discussion i kind of wanted to get your opinion you know i i like the choice of this story because you know the movie definitely has that creepy victorian ghost story vibe i actually had no clue that in real life there was no confirmation that you know she was building it because she thought she was haunted i absolutely believe that 100 percent. so what do you think do you think that's why she built the house or do you think that you know she built it because she loved building (laughs) i guess yeah i guess that's the other reason you know maybe she did maybe she uh it was an attempt to just keep busy over all the years um but yeah it's fascinating to to think about her being motivated to just keep building in order to appease some ghosts i think the that's kind of a a jumping point for the movie that we're going to talk about here shortly is yeah the major haunting to me i just i feel like i i think it was the ghosts yeah. Maybe maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, but you know the fact that that thirteen motif, you know, was in a lot of places and it did have spiritual significance, and also just I feel like if she was just being philanthropic or just liked designing and building things, you know, the construction just seems so frenzied. That you would have, you know, doors going nowhere and stairs going nowhere to me feels like she was just building because she had to keep building, which makes me think that it was, you know, not that it was a ghost, but that she was told to to do this to appease some spirits. There definitely seems to be better ways to give back to the community. So yeah. maybe instead of adding to her house, she could have had like houses built for people. Yeah, I concur. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a crazy story, and the house is just really wild. So yeah, definitely check out pictures of it. Yeah, and if you live in the area, go for a tour. I've heard it's amazing. I have not been yet, but we we definitely will someday. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Oh yeah, and I just want to shout out my sources before we move on. Uh, there's a really great mental floss article called "14 Haunting Facts About the Winchester Mystery House." And uh, Biography.com has a great page on Sarah Winchester. Cool. Awesome. Well, we hope you've been uh, appropriately spooked and are thinking about uh, why this house was built the way that it was. So uh, we will be back in just a minute to discuss the 2018 movie Winchester. So sit tight. We'll be right back. It's gargantuan seven-storied structure with no apparent rhyme or reason. Built on the orders of a grieving widow. Sarah Winchester's mind is as chaotic as the house itself. We're worried about her sanity, Dr. Price. Mrs. Winchester, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. Do you believe in ghosts, Dr. Price? I do not believe in anything I cannot see or study. I feel their presence in the air, in the walls. It has found us. Mrs. Winchester, why all the construction? The spirits killed by the rifle. We lock them away. 
13 nails seals them in. I will do whatever it takes to protect my family. This spirit has a power we've not seen before. Beautiful dreamer, wake unto me. Starlight and dewdrops are waiting for thee. Sounds of the root world heard in the day. I'm not afraid. I'm by the away. You leave my family alone. Game Pass. And we are back to talk about 2018. Hey, that's this year. This the- year? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, not for long. Right, yeah. So uh the movie Winchester. Sarah Winchester, the heir to the Winchester Rifle Company's fortune, is seemingly obsessed with adding room after room onto the Winchester house for mysterious but mostly ghostly reasons. When her well mental well being is called into question and her control over the company threatened. Dr. Eric Price is called in to evaluate Mrs. Winchester to determine the future of the company. Uh, yeah, this movie came out this year, and it was written and directed by Michael and Peter Spirig. They're known as the Spirig Brothers, and it was also co-written with um, Tom Vaughn. And uh, I don't know if the the Spirig Brothers sound familiar to any of you out there, but they directed a really cool 2003 Australian zombie movie called Undead. I've never heard of that one. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I think we should check it out sometime because it's it's really creative and fun. And I remember seeing it at the time and thinking, oh, I can't wait to see what these guys come up with. Can't be as good as Wormwood, though. No, Best but Australian it's def- zombie yeah, movie ever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, inspired by what they did. Right. But um, they followed that up a couple years later. Actually, it took them a, a while, I guess. Uh, it was 2009 that their movie Daybreakers came out. And that one is... Did you see that one? I did see that one. I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Did it, you see it? I did, yeah. I, yeah. Saw, I think I saw it in the theater. and uh, I saw it in theaters, too. Yeah. Disappointed. Ethan Hawke. Uh, I guess it was... I mean, you could tell it's sort of inspired by uh oh you know the um the zombie movie i the twilight movie <laughs> yeah yeah I don't, I don't think so no uh, no okay um and then they actually they did another movie um in 2014 called predestination and i guess they liked ethan hawk so much in uh daybreakers that they hired him again to kind of star in that i i have not seen predestination and they followed that up with the latest saw film jigsaw oh it's supposed to be pretty good we haven't seen it yet but yeah it seems like people liked it yeah it does i think it's on um amazon prime right now too so it's uh easy to find uh the movie um i i actually thought that maybe this movie didn't 
do very well, but the budget was uh, $3.5 million. It uh, opened to $9 million uh, back in February of this year and ended up grossing $25 million. Oh, that's respectable. Yeah, for like a, I guess a small, small movie like this starring Helen Mirren. And she had a, a start with the Royal Shakespeare Company and then did numerous theatrical productions. She was in uh, the big 80s Excalibur movie. Of course, she played the queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in Godsford Park and The Madness of King George and a lot of other movies uh, you yeah. all may be into. Yes, she's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she was in the movie Red, too, which I didn't see, but that had kind of a big, crazy cast. Like, they were like assassins or something. Mm. Uh, also, starring along with Helen Mirren, we have Sarah Snook as Marion Marriott. And uh, she was also in Predestination, um, so I guess the, the directors dig her quite a bit. She's also in These Final Hours, and she's in the Steve Jobs movie, mm. which is called Steve Jobs. <laughs> And then playing her son in the movie, Henry, is Finn Skiskolna Oprey. And he's just a child he's a child actor. Uh he has a couple of credits to his uh name so far, including this and a movie called The Secret River and a couple of other things. So that he was a very interesting child in this movie. And probably the um the second uh biggest star of this film who plays dr eric price is jason clark with an e and uh he's actually going to p- play lewis in the upcoming pet cemetery movie uh he was notoriously played john connor in terminator genesis and he's in dawn of the planet apes and white house down and and he's got you know i feel like he's uh get in larger and larger movies yeah he's definitely very recognizable i'm not sure what else i've seen that he's in other than Terminator Genesis, but he's got one of those faces. He does, yeah. yeah. Yep, he definitely does. Um, so <laughs> it was funny because we kind of ended the episode. You mentioned Supernatural, the series. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sam and Dean Winchester, and of course, their father. <laughs> John Winchester. Yep. Yep. Who, who plays him? Who's that guy? Oh, why are you doing this to me? I can't remember his name. <laughs> J.D.M. Oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, because of uh, the possible confusion between the Winchester families um, in certain countries, this movie is called Winchester, the house that ghosts built. It's interesting that that's in certain countries, but not here. (laughs) Like, what, what country out there... Like where is Supernatural more popular than it is right here? Uh, yeah, it'd be I don't interesting. Know. I know I didn't. I couldn't find There's a list like of which one. Popularity but... relative to knowledge of the Winchester House, but yeah. I feel like even knowledge of the Winchester House is not super widespread. Right, right. It's like spooky stuff happens. Their name's Winchester. It must be a supernatural movie. Yeah. Oh, imagine if they just showed up in the middle of it. Yeah, that'd be great. And be like, put some salt around this room. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, um, very little of the movie was filmed in the actual mansion. Um, apparently, like, once they got inside and they kind of took a look around, it was too cramped and difficult. So a lot of the interiors were recreated on sound stages. Right. But the exteriors were of the, the mansion, right? I believe so. I think they yeah. did some movie magic for some of the construction parts yeah. know, that they were working on the outside. Yeah. And cool. I think they did build build a couple of sets that were the outside of it but 
Yeah. 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 And uh, I did not hear any stories of any uh, any ghosts showing up for the film crew or anything, but who knows? Maybe uh, maybe there's some stories out there. Uh, the other thing, so I guess that the mansion is so iconic, there's some really interesting like rights issues behind taking photos of the house itself and like who owns that. And what they did was they, Lionsgate, their production company, bought the film and photography rights to the mansion. So uh, if you're a tourist, you are no longer allowed to take photos inside. And that seems a little weird because in the past I was reading uh history of tours that go through there and like you mentioned that there there were tours is that you just couldn't use flash photography inside of the house that seems very unfair i think we should all petition lionsgate to stop being assholes yeah oh totally (laughs) you're really going to you know not let people just enjoy their tour of the mansion freely because people will confuse their photos with your movie like (laughs) it makes no sense yeah like now that i've seen this one photo this one tourist took i never need to watch the helen mirren movie (laughs) like okay yeah are you gonna make your own you do like a a a fan a fan film of winchester yeah that's really bizarre i'm gonna start docking points from the movie based on that (laughs) good job lionsgate yeah yeah (laughs) what can you do um, so I guess, uh, the, there were a little bit of mention of Sarah Winchester in reality and she was, um, of smaller stature. She was, uh, four feet, 10 inches and Heron, Heron, you guys didn't hear this. We already, I cut it out, but I keep saying her name wrong and I, I'm not keep calling her Heron. I don't know why. I don't know why. Heron Millen, I think is Heron what it says. Heron Millen, yeah. the middle of her name. Uh, first and last name so helen mirren is five foot four so yeah i actually read an interesting story i didn't include it in the research part because it seemed like a non sequitur but apparently uh, sarah winchester designed a special shower for herself because she's so short oh, kind of cool. cool yeah nice very cool um and also she was not uh, often in photos there is a promo image for the film of Helen Mirren, and she's in a, a carriage in her morning clothes. And it was essentially a restaging of the only known photo of Sarah Winchester um, on the estate. So that was cool. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think they, they show that photo at the end credits. All right. Yep. Uh, modern taglines, Chelsea. 2018 movies. They, uh, ooh. Yeah. They're never as much fun. Yeah. Um, Inspired by true events at the most haunted house in history. Me. Terror is building. I kind of like that one. It's like a nice pun. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like scary. (laughs) Right. But it's a little bit funny. I could appreciate that. Yeah. I I, I was like, how could you tweak it? Because it's almost too short. I was like, terror is a building. Wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's bad. It doesn't work. Um, and then this one, I don't, I don't know. It's a, uh, she is not alone. <laughs> Meh. Dude, terror is building. Yeah, yeah. That's a winner. I know. Right. Um, since we've talked about this movie, uh, forcing its way into our reality, what do you think of, uh, how it turned out? So I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. I would, I did not have very good reviews. I was kind of excited to see it 
when I heard it was coming out, I was, you know, excited to see it because of the the podcast. I thought it'd be a fun one. And uh, then I think it got like a 13% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was a little like, oh, I guess it sucks. But watching it, it was a lot of jump scares. There were a you lot. Know, it was yeah. a lot of jump scares, um, which... I'm not super into that kind of thing. It kind of stresses me out when I'm watching the movie. But I think overall, it was fine. It was formulaic, but it was a successful ghost story. There were a lot of callbacks to the the true story. You had you know, the main villain in this was the ghost of a Confederate soldier who had apparently um, you know, shot up the Winchester revolving arms office and then you know was was killed by the rifle you know by the the police i guess using winchester rifles but he was you know getting revenge because the winchesters were involved in building the rifles that were used by union soldiers and that's all true which i think was cool um you know all the stuff with dr price is not real but i could see why they added it i think it was like a nice little parallel story to you know sarah winchester's story and yeah i thought overall it was pretty effective i think my only complaint would probably be yeah the the jump scare is really putting me on edge but that's what they're there for right yeah yeah what fine. about you what did you think i i was surprised um I, I i liked the mythology of it i think the um you know the doctor coming to to sort of see if she's having uh uh these if they're delusions or whatever is kind of a way to pull us into her world um because you know we're kind of uh acting as the um you know kind of i guess say jason clark is sort of a generic looking actor and as the audience we can kind of be in his place um you know through the the events i do wonder what it would have been like if it had been from sarah winchester's perspective because you know she sounds it sounds like she was a really progressive person and like she's she's kind of feisty in the movie too i think that um helen mirren does a, a good job of like portraying her as sympathetic uh rather you know and she's definitely like f- sort of fighting these ghosts she's come up she's found out all the ways to contain them and and let the them move on uh and, except i think there's a, a part where they're like well there are certain ghosts that won't or whatever yeah but yeah but it's interesting because those ghosts are kind of the ones that end up helping you know jason clark's character dr price when he's he's fighting them in the end so it's like they're they're trapped there because they can't move on but they're not necessarily bad spirits the way ben the confederate soldier is a bad spirit um and actually one of those ghosts is uh dr price's dead wife so you get like the little uh perfectly contained story very satisfying um the other thing that's interesting is that the the movie ends with that 1906 earthquake so you know it's a really monumental moment i think in the history of the house kind of becomes the the climax for for the movie so good job i feel like someone actually took the time to research the story which i can really (laughs) appreciate they made a lot of you know i mean everything is made up but they added in those little tidbits so good job yeah yep 
good job to the Sprague brothers. Uh, excited to see what they have going on next because uh, this was like a, a smaller budget movie, you know, that uh, seems like it did well enough that hopefully they'll get to keep on working. So uh, um, you can purchase this movie on some of the digital platforms or it's available on both Blu-ray and DVD, I believe. So definitely, uh, I, I say check it out. Uh, the one thing I just mentioned before we do wrap up talking about the movie is I the the one thing they did I thought was well was it's obvious from the beginning that it's a fictional telling of uh you know so with some uh historic basis um to kind of create all the scenarios yeah but uh but you know I like that going in you're kind of like okay this is a ghost movie yeah oh yeah they right from the get-go they kind of hit the ground running on like gross dead faces popping up behind people's shoulders and mirrors they're everywhere ghosts Ooh, yeah (laughs) seriously so many jump scares this movie probably has the most jump scares of any movie i've seen yeah there are a lot yeah they threw them all in there we're not gonna have any jump scares in this one but uh (laughs) (laughs) all right cool well we hope you've uh, enjoyed hearing all about the winchester house and then the movie winchester and a little bit about sam and dean and their long lost daddy (laughs) <laughs> yep who's <laughs> apparently coming back in episode 300 and yeah now i need to get caught up though yeah darn it yep. uh all right well we wish you all safe travels uh throughout the holidays and hope you're all having a, a wonderful december and uh thank you again for your support you guys uh you guys are awesome and uh you know these these are uh, are a lot of fun yeah and we'll be back next month uh I could probably do spoiler alert here. I don't. I wonder if I've already posted this somewhere. But our next full episode of the podcast podcast, when it comes back, will be a hairy portrait of a serial killer. So I think people have been clamoring for that one for a while, and uh, we're excited to talk about it. Let's yeah. just say I have some opinions on that movie. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yep. All right. Well. Uh, thanks so much for listening, to you guys. You know where to find us on all the good social media. And uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Nico Batiste, who uh, composed and performed our podcast theme. So thank you so much. He can also be found on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams and Instagram at We Talk of Dreams, the website wetalkofdreams.com. Thanks again, Nico. Anyway, uh, it's like these nights are cold. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. just how Santa likes it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we always, uh, always make sure the chimney's clear for Santa. But we double check to make sure our doors are locked at night with the wind doesn't blow them open and the cats ex- escape. Yep. Yep. Uh, speaking of doors, death is but a door. And time is but a window. Who will be back? Ho, ho, ho! It is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men. And if that spirit goes not forth in life, he is condemned to do so after death, to witness what he cannot share, but might have shared and turned to happiness. We're barley and barley, avarice and greed. Took advantage of the poor, just ignored the needy. We specialized in causing pain, spreading fear and doubt. And if you could not pay the rent, we simply threw you out. <laughs> there was the year we evicted the entire orphanage. I remember the little kites all standing in the snowbank with their little frost 
bears. No! <laughs> we're Marley and Marley. Our hearts were painted black. We should have known our evil deeds would put us both in shackles. Captive bound, we're double iron, exhausted by the weight. As freedom comes from giving laws, oh, prison comes with hate. We're Marley and Marley. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. <laughs> 